Welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Co-hosts Amanda Ware, our Christmas queen and founder of Hello Holidays, and Dr. Carol Osborne, our multi-venture guru, are ready to sit down and share their stories, insights, and wisdom to inspire aspiring trailblazers like you who are gearing up to start your own business, seeking personal growth, or looking for that spark to set your soul ablaze. I noticed your ring on your hand and I loved it. Tell me about it. Okay, so jewelry to me is like wearable art. I've got a whole thing about jewelry. Part of it is that when I was a kid, my dad, who is a dental lab technician by training, but that means he knew how to work with metal. So he made jewelry, he made jewelry for my mom, he made jewelry for me, for my grandmother. Um, So I have sort of a sentimental attachment to jewelry. But if you think about the role that jewelry plays, I think particularly for women, but even for men, especially like watches and whatever, jewelry is such an interesting thing. It's something that has, you know, you put it on your body every single day and it's a form of self-expression and decoration and I think if you, you know, are getting to know somebody, like asking about jewelry they wear every day is something that is um, a very sort of intimate glimpse into, you know, things that are meaningful to them. So, uh, yeah, so one of the things that is like, I guess sort of the biggest cultural piece of jewelry, at least in the U.S., is an engagement ring, right? And I've got problems with that, and I'll talk about it. But what about you? What do you think about jewelry? I don't have a stance on it. I'm wanting to know your – I want to know your thing on jewelry. I'm here to learn your perspective on jewelry. I'm interested. I loved your ring, and it didn't look like uh, costume jewelry, and that's why I wanted to know. And you do wear it a lot, and I never asked you. So okay, so the ring in question is a uh, 1830s Edwardian diamond cluster. Uh, that's what Amanda's talking about. And the story on that ring is that I bought it from a friend who has a vintage jewelry business. She is awesome and an amazing female entrepreneur who we will have on the podcast at some point. Her name's Katie Kapliner, and her business is called Veda. It's named after her grandmother, and they make fine jewelry. They have some vintage jewelry and eyewear. They make high-end both prescription glasses and sunglasses. Uh, So I bought that ring after I got divorced because... I actually really loved my engagement ring and my wedding set. And just as a piece of jewelry, I really loved it. And obviously, I'd stopped wearing it. And I got really sort of fixated on this idea that I think it's absolute horseshit that women think that jewelry, especially nice jewelry, is something that should be bought for them by a man. If you like nice jewelry and you have the disposable income to buy yourself jewelry, why would you not do that? And why do we think that if a man buys us an expensive piece of jewelry, that somehow means he loves us more or he's 
you know, really in, in like doing something thoughtful because the truth is you can walk into a store and buy a piece of jewelry just as easy as you can walk into a store and buy potato chips. Sure, having something made, something that's got birthstones or has sentimental value, okay. But for the most part, my experience at least, is those really sentimental pieces are handed down like woman to woman from family members. And most jewelry that sort of is bought for someone else is really pretty off the shelf kind of stuff. So that's my general thought. What do you think about it? Well, thinking of that, what you're saying is I don't know. I, the thoughts never come in my head that go buy myself expensive jewelry because it feels selfish. It feels like that's a that's a, probably the most ex, one of the most expensive things. Like it's just a big ticket item that we all feel guilty buying ourselves. Like I might not feel guilty buying a computer that costs the same as the jewelry, but I know I'm going that computer. I'm going to get stuff done and probably make money off of it. The jewelry, it just feels that way. But then I don't come from, you know, a background that had a a lot of jewelry, you know. But even if it's not expensive, even if it's like costume jewelry, like oh. when you put those snake earrings on this yeah. morning, what were you thinking? I was thinking I get to be with Kara, and Kara gave them to me. <laughs> right? Yeah, See? that's it. I mean, so it that's why I like to yeah. be expensive. No, to have sentimental value. Like, tell me about the little bracelets. Oh, uh, these are Georgia, and I went to New York. Go, went to New York City at Christmas two years in a row, and we got them. My cousin Samia with me too. She told us about it, Catbird, where you go and you just get them, and they they put permanent jewelry on. Georgia and I did it in 2021, and then we did it again in 2022. And that's just our thing. She covers it up for so, you know, tapes it up for soccer, but that's our thing. And then I have this this earring that Georgia and I wear in California got piercings, and it's. I've never had an emerald, and so I did. I bought myself. I bought myself an emerald and stuck it in my ear. What? I wanted an emerald. Yeah. Why? I just, why I've always loved green jewelry. I love, I mean, I love green jewels. I just love green glass. I love everything green, and I wanted a permanent emerald. I've always, and I just, I'd hinted to Chad for years and years and years how badly I'd like some diamond earrings or, or emerald. And he just never got the hint, so I just did it myself. Kind of what you're talking about. I was wanting him to do it because, I, you know, I didn't want to be selfish about myself until I gave up and got selfish and bought it myself. Right. So, like, <laughs> if we unpack that, if we, like, think about that a little bit, it's like, why? Like, you know, why would, why is that a selfish thing? And why are we worried about being selfish? You know, I just have a lot of questions about that for myself and for other people. I think, I think that especially the engagement ring thing carries so much sort of social significance and that especially in certain sets of people, there's a whole lot of judgment that goes along with whatever the engagement ring is like if it's for some people the bigger the better for some people a big fat engagement ring seems ostentatious or like a, a waste of money or uh you know definitely i have whole sets of friends who think in general that diamonds are really um uh 
insensitive thing because a lot of them were mined under conditions that caused a lot of harm to a lot of people. There's a lot of sort of conversation in the jewelry industry around ethically sourced diamonds and repurposing old diamonds, um, certainly not mining new diamonds. There's a whole conversation around uh, sort of lab-grown diamonds. You know, I'm just always fascinated by human constructs that don't actually, like a diamond has the value that we've assigned to it. It's a rock, right? It's a rare rock. It's a rock that you have to work really hard to get. It's a pretty rock, but it's all made up, right? But people make huge life decisions based on somebody handing them a rock. <laughs> huge. Their identity is, I mean, yeah, I don't think they think about it, Kara. I don't think in general people think about that. They, they, they know what they know, and they know as soon as they get that diamond that they're worthy of someone else's love forever. It is a, it's, it's, it's so much, it feels like it's just like, it's just what you do. I mean, it's like me having a wedding. I begged Chad to, to not, for us, I didn't beg. But I really wanted to not have a wedding. I don't. I was. I didn't want to get on stage in front of everyone. It was the last thing I wanted to do is get on stage in front of everyone with Chad. That embarrassed me. But I knew I. But in my. But my world was like you don't. That's just what you do. There's no thought thought of it because it's just what you do. And Chad too. Even though Chad is very outside the box in a lot of ways, he, for that one he was like tradition. It's just tradition. And don't question tradition because those who question tradition are crazy what else will they question <laughs> don't get crazy questioning you know where that diamond came from because now everybody now everybody's you know they'll say well everything's from china or child labor it's like a you know yeah i guess i just have this i love i love jewelry i love i see it really as like art that you get to wear so you know, I'm very intentional about the jewelry that I wear in the same way that I would be about a painting hanging on my wall, right? Like whatever, whatever it is, um, not true for everybody. And I even mean that if it's like, you know, um, a friendship bracelet out of the, uh, claw machine at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, you know, yeah. that's, I'm equally likely to wear that if it means something or is attached to a memory of some sort. And, you know, to me, it's not necessarily like the dollar value of the individual piece. It's like, do I like how it looks? Is it comfortable to wear? And does it have some, you know, sentimental attachment or meaning for me. Okay, my mom called me the other day asking me if I'd heard about the serotonin kitchen. Have you heard about this? No. It's called the serotonin kitchen. It's a trend. It's not a trend, it's a thing. And it's called you it's not jewel it's not jewelry. So it's a little I'm going I'm hopping topics. Let's hop rooms. Let's go from the dresser to the kitchen. And it's a kitchen where everything has meaning in your kitchen. Like it is not a trend. Nothing's on trend in your kitchen. It's not what you saw on Pinterest. It's not any of that. It's not what the interior decorator did. Everything in your kitchen is you. You're, 
And I've done it. And that's why she's like, it's all over TikTok. I was like, oh, I hadn't seen it, but I, I feel it. It's just my kitchen serotonin now where I put pictures of our family all over the fridge and it's messy. The fridge doesn't look organized and clean. It looks like pictures everywhere. And I've got my grandmother's dishes here and I have the charcuterie board that the Greenhagens gave me. And I have, you know, sitting here where I can see it. I have another cutting board that Hannah gave me. It's a skull and I love it. And it, nothing really matches that well, but everything in there feels good. And yeah. you can feel it when you're in there. You, you, can, you would know when you come in my kitchen, you're like, oh, this feels, and as some would say, it's like grandma's house. And I guess that's what grandma's house was, was things that were meaningful to her. Grandma, my, nobody's grandma, that's my age, was decorating to make things look like a trend on social media or a mag maybe it maybe some cared about what the magazines but they didn't and so it, so taking the serotonin kitchen to the serotonin jewelry and the serotonin outfits it's a thing I think it's really important you know my husband's like really into his clothes and people will often make the judgment that he's like dressing to look a certain certain way and I can tell you because I'm with him every morning when he gets dressed he is putting on clothes that feel physically good on his body. They fit well, the fabric's nice. It is 100% how it feels for him, physically, mm -hmm. just on him. And like, uh, definitely jewelry is that for me. I wouldn't wear it if it didn't feel good and make me feel good when I looked at it. Um, you know, I just think that the idea that choosing things that you love that mean something and and wanting them and going and buying them for yourself is a selfish act, I think is nuts. And I think somebody else giving you something expensive equating to self-worth is batshit. And like... <laughs> Those are the things that I hope that we can, over time, as a society, really work to say, like, you are worth way more than that ring, and him giving you that doesn't mean a thing in the world, and just because you said yes when he asked doesn't mean you can't give that right back and go buy up one just as pretty for yourself. Like... I think it was certainly true when I was in college and therefore when you were in college and we talked about it yesterday and Abby said it's still sort of a thing. There's this idea to your point about tradition of like spring by spring, you're like graduating college in the spring and what are you going to do after college and better hurry and get engaged so you can get married so you can move to wherever together or move into the house together or whatever. And I see that as one of the things that creates this division among women of like, you're either in the like ring by spring crowd or you're not. And it's not the same and there's no crossover. And like, I think that stuff, I hope that stuff is fading. I don't think it's as true for the girls that I see on campus today as it was, 
you know, when I was in school, but I don't know. It's something that I've thought about, you know, kind of a lot lately as I've got a kid that's kind of getting to the end of his college career and remembering, you know, remembering being a junior and senior in college and making those plans. Yeah. Anyway, did you pick out your engagement ring or did Chad pick it out? I told him what size. I wanted it as big as he give, could afford. <laughs> and at the time, it wasn't a lot. You know, I laugh. That's just true. I would have, if I, I, let's just be honest. Chad Ware could have given me nothing. I could go with no ring. I would have married that man. You know, when you know, you know. That's why I'm just like in that world. But my two best friends in college got married right after we, right after graduation. And, uh, and that was, and that was like, there was no, like, they, they wanted us to be a part of it. So I never felt that pressure to like, I was in and out. Yet my college is a, was a Christian college and it was known like, you get your MRS degree too. Like that, it was just known. And there was a good pool of men who wanted to be family men at Harding University. Like you don't, men didn't go to Harding that didn't want to be husbands and wives and parents. Like that's kind of one thing that we all had in common. And that is, I think the same true. And I don't know if it's that way at public colleges because I didn't go. If there is that like, we're all here to be, you know, family, family values, if you will. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's not quite the same just because it's much bigger, more diverse set of people. But yeah, I mean, I also went to a tiny liberal arts school and many, many, many couples that dated through college got married, you know, within a year or two after college. And I certainly did. And, you know, in hindsight, there, there was no changing that. I would have never taken anybody's advice to not do that. But if I think about, like, my best friend from college has a little sister that's 10 years younger. Like, that was less true of her friends. Mm. I feel like it's less true of Abby and Abby's cohort of kids. And the only reason I say any of that is that I just feel like it's... um. It's something that as soon as you've sort of hitched your wagon to another person, you are making we decisions instead of I decisions. Mm -hmm. And if I think about my kid in college or my kid going to college or the two that are about to go to college in a couple years, I want them to make decisions that are good for them first for as long as possible mm -hmm. without making mm -hmm. decisions that are compromises or concessions to someone else because I don't think you really know who you are until you're at least 25 and as sort of steering away from jewelry but like in some ways it, it can get all tied up together right and yeah it's something that I'm watching you know people my age who have maybe been married and divorced who are still in that place of like what someone gives me is fine, but I'm not supposed to just go get that for myself. Oh, yeah. I think it's also thinking about our moms didn't do that very much. So in our heads, that lack of our moms didn't do buy anything for themselves. They did it, spent all their money on us. It's that 
you know, and we praise that. We praise the, we praise people. The best thing in my world that you could say to a woman is they did everything for everybody else and put themselves last. Like they say it at every funeral. They say it all the time. That is just a cultural, that's a cultural norm for women to be the selfless of the world. Well, on the heels of the whole Barbie movement, I'm going to say, find jewelry that you love, wear it every day, buy it for yourself, don't get all caught up in that mess. Yeah, and I'm going to say, be curious. Be curious on why you're following those traditions. Be curious on why you love something. Be curious on what made you feel your best in that piece of jewelry, whatever that be. Just be curious of why you love something so much. Because I would never, five years ago, if you told me I would love my kitchen the way it is, that nothing matches and it's all kind of whatever, it's wonderful now. Like, I love it, and I wouldn't have loved it then. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Soul Blazers podcast. Kara and Amanda, your soul blazing big sisters, are just laying the foundation for all of the amazing things to come. If you want to stay up to date on new episodes, be notified of any discounts, or get a glimpse of what we are working on behind the scenes, go to soulblazers.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Until next time, soul blazers.